everybody. Welcome back to Two Drunk Moms, where momming is hard. So let's get drunk and talk about some shit. I am Vanessa. And I'm Jana. In case you forgot, because we didn't do it last time. Yeah, we're, we're still learning. We're still learning. We're getting there. And as promised in last time's episode, we are definitely going to do an episode on mom guilt. Woohoo! Yeah, the good, the bad, the ugly. All of the above. Yeah. So, for those of you out there who might be asking, what the heck is mom guilt? Vanessa over here trusted Dr. Google and put that into my search. Mom guilt. Now, mom guilt, when you Google it, it comes up with so many things. Like, mom guilt, a surprising source and four ways to overcome it. Mom guilt. Three ways mom guilt can help us be better mamas. Mom guilt. How to stop mom guilt. Mom guilt. Why you need to let go of some things. Mom guilt is a sign we have a conflict that needs resolved. Overwhelmed with mom guilt? Click here for advice. Wow. So if you thought mom guilt might just be something you made up in your head, apparently... You're not alone. However, through my Dr. Google search, Mm -hmm. I did come up with a good website that was um, an article, actually not a website, written by a psychotherapist. Her name is Nicole Grocky, a clinical psychotherapist and mom herself who specializes in prenatal health to dig into the concept of mom guilt. So we're going to start with her definition of mom guilt, and then Jan and I are going to break down our own individual mom guilt sources. We think it comes from positives, negatives, so on and so forth. So according to Dr. Nicole, so-called quote-unquote mom guilt is pervasive among mothers. It can strike at any time and can show itself in a number of quote-unquote mom situations. There are enormous expectations from society, media, family, and friends about what mothers, quote, should be like and what we, quote, should do. Should a mom return to work or not, breastfed or not, be happy she is a mom? (laughs) All the questions and more. Yeah, we all, we all, I can't say we all, but at least the moms in this room have had mom guilt. True story. I think mom guilt is it was said on there comes from a lot of different things. Mm -hmm. But I think basically my interpretation as I was writing my notes this week and kind of my thoughts on mom guilt is that we just want to be the best moms we can. And no matter what kind of mom you are, if you will, we are guilty whether we are a good mom. And I think that's where it all starts. But I feel like mom guilt has just snowballed. Exploded. Yeah. Yeah. In the last, maybe not, I don't know, because I've only been a mom for seven years, but I feel like maybe once women started not, or started being working moms more. Yeah. I think that's when mom guilt well, started more too. we live in too. a day and age definitely where one household, one, one income usually doesn't do it for a yeah. household. It usually takes two incomes to support a household. Mm-hmm. And I think I think you're right. And I don't think that's the only form of no. mom guilt. I think oh, that, no. at least in my case, is a big part of my mom guilt is mm-hmm. being a stay is not being able to be a stay at home mom. And I had a stay at home mom growing up, so I know how awesome that is. But I also know the sacrifices that were made for that to happen. But I think my mom guilt definitely started due to the fact I had to go back to work when my babies were eight weeks old. That's ridiculous. Another yeah. topic for another day is the United States of America's maternity policy, yeah. which is fucking ridiculous mm-hmm. because no mom is ready to go back to work in no. eight weeks. And and I don't. I actually, I think now that I'm thinking of mom guilt and even with my notes, I say going back to work was one of my first mom guilt moments, but really trying to nurse my baby. My oldest, my first, or even trying to deliver my baby and not being able to naturally and having to have interventions and a C-section and all this and then not being able to nurse him like I was supposed to be able to because I was his mother, you know, with, as I was told, great nursing nipples, but I couldn't get him to do his job. Lucky mine are weird. 
Um, I don't know. That's just with the lactation. I'm not nipple bragging or anything, but <laughs> you should nipple brag <laughs> if you got good nipples. Got a, like a compliment from the lactation consultant. Brag about them nipples, All right. baby. Well, it, I just had mom guilt, and I hadn't even been a mom for 24 hours. Yeah, you know, if I really look back on it, and is my kid alive and well? Yeah, and he's seven, and he's still a fucking picky eater. So, I mean, mom guilt starts, I think, from, and maybe when you're pregnant. I would say from you're pregnant, from pregnancy, yeah. because you can't eat deli meat. You can't mm-hmm. eat sushi. You can't drink coffee. You can't drink. Yeah. You can't do anything. And so in those moments where, you know, sometimes it depends on your doctor, because one doctor could say one glass of wine is fine, mm-hmm. and one doctor would say fucking no alcohol, and yeah. you're kind of torn in between yeah. what's what. And I think if you do decide to partake in that kind of thing you feel guilty like i agree with you because don't you when i with december when i found out i was pregnant with december it was very much the same thing where i had a company christmas party and i had started spotting so i thought my period was coming which was a normal sign for my cycle and i went to this christmas party there are pictures of vanessa with wine bottles down her throat so you know i was getting drunk i was enjoying myself at this work christmas party and two days later i got a positive pregnancy test and mom guilt immediately Mm -hmm. like oh fuck uh did i hurt this little pen-sized this poppy sight in mm-hmm. me that i want so badly well no and like even when the doctor's like oh you're you're gaining too much weight or you're not gaining enough weight or are you eating kale no i can barely keep a piece of pizza down or my instant breakfast in the morning no i'm not eating kale like wait you want anti-nausea medicine <laughs> you do know that causes brain defects what yeah. Yeah, I But agree. I also have to eat so my child can actually grow. Right. Because growing yeah. a beautiful baby, mm-hmm. a.k.a. parasite, is yeah. the hardest thing a woman... Well, I can't say hardest, but it's hard. It's not a walk in the park. No, it's not easy either. Well, some women have it easier than others. Yeah, and I think there's definitely those. But see, then that's mom guilt too. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm guilty because I wasn't as sick as you. Like, mm-hmm. I could feel bad. Or I could feel bad that I lost weight during my pregnancies and then gained it back after. I mean, that guilt of just what you do and stuff, I mean, it just, it never goes away either. Right. Makes me think of like Amy Schumer when she she posted, she got a lot of hate for this this week where she had posted that uh, the hospital panties for life. Mm-hmm. My God. Yeah. If I, I still have my hospital panties and sometimes mm-hmm. when I'm feeling like bloated or whatever, mm-hmm. I'm going to put on my hospital panties. Yeah. But she got a lot of flack for that. And so she actually posted an Instagram post I saw today that she said, me and my C say fuck you or something along uh-huh. those lines nice. where she was wearing them and she's like i'm sorry if my hospital panties post made you uncomfortable yeah but it, may, it, it anyway long story short it made me think of her because that woman was sick mm-hmm. sick sick sick, yeah. sick sick so and know. pregnancy isn't it's a beautiful thing it's a blessing it's a a thing that we i didn't take for granted i know vanessa doesn't take for granted and that guilt starts almost immediately yeah and with guilt, there's good things, too. I, I think we're still kind of trying to find that path. But, like, I feel like when I was pregnant, that guilt of, oh, I need to make good decisions so my baby is healthy, that was okay guilt because did it really hurt me in the end? No. But it still was a lot of pressure when you feel like crap. Yeah. <laughs> and you have pressure not only from yourself, but maybe your doctor or your significant or other. spouse, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Where you're like, oh, I can do nothing right. And you have no idea what it is to feel the way I do as the pregnant person. Right. Like, I think that is very guilty to be in a situation or a place where you're like, I'm not in control of my own body. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And everyone else gets their opinion, but it's but, my body. But my body and what I have to say about it, obviously, yeah. is null and void because I'm, I'm guilty for feeling mm-hmm. the way I want to feel. Yeah. Mom guilt. In that case, actually, I'm going to tell that story. Uh-huh. It's your story to tell. You can tell it. But that the part of what she's talking about is Jana had to have an emergency C-section with Crosby. She mm-hmm. actually was induced because she was so overdue. Well, when she went in to have Britain, her second, mm-hmm. she was told she should try to do it. 
and she wanted by to, my significant other. Yeah, by my husband. Because at the, the time. doctor said something, right? No, the doctor just gave the option that I yeah. could, if I wanted, I could try a V back. And my oldest was nine and a half pounds, twenty two inches long. Granted, he was like 13, eleven days yeah. late, but I was like, you know, I talked to my husband at the time, and. He was very against it because, you know, there's risk of cutting the baby and it's not the natural way. And I was like, yeah, I get that, but I know what to expect with this birth. I don't think this baby's going to be small. It's another boy. I didn't go into natural labor at all. Right. Like ever. And, and in no, any of your three pregnancies, and you no intervention helped mm-hmm. except for a C-section. And he, we had a lot of head-butting conversations, and I felt very bullied into not scheduling my C-section until my due date. That I was like, well, fine, I'll let Mother Nature try to take its course, but I'm not going to go the route of all these crazy interventions that didn't work the last time. Right. Not saying they couldn't have worked or that right. I could have probably had Britain vaginally, but thank God I didn't. No. Um, that little monkey. Yeah. I mean, he was trying to escape from like yes, from 13 weeks yeah, on. It was bad. But it just, it really, and looking back, you know, I was a little bit, I was upset, but now thinking of where I am now, I'm like, oh God, I have very certain words for that person in that time. But I also had the pressure of, I, when I went back to work, I had to pump and pump and, and if I didn't pump enough, he made me feel guilty. And I don't know that he necessarily meant to do that, but it definitely put that guilt. Do you know what's funny is everything that you're saying right now is mom guilt. Yeah. Like it is the epitome of it. Everything you're like, but I had to do this and I had to do this and I had to Mm -hmm. do this and I had to do this to quote unquote, be a good mom. Yeah. And that's like just bullshit Mm -hmm. because that's just bullshit. Continue being a good mom can be formula fed. Yeah. Being a good mom could be having a surrogate. I also think, but I also think that we are in this world where it's breast is best mm-hmm. and stay at home mom versus working mom. So we had kind of talked about this earlier, the origin of mom guilt. Like, of course, it's obviously in us. Yes. When we get pregnant, I think we feel that way. But, but I think nowadays, us being mothers nowadays is exactly. harder than it was for our moms yeah. or even beyond that because, because of social media. Exactly. We have our Instagram moms. Yeah. And Perfection in front of our faces. And even our oh, friend articles, from high school Googles, who had babies perfectly. Googles? Go- I don't know. <laughs> we were talking at the same time, so it's fine. <laughs> Googles. But yeah, we see these picture perfect moms, whether we know them personally or not. Yeah. And then, like you said, the... The Instagram moms. That's what I, I, I call all those moms Instagram moms. Those moms on the internet that are social media perfect. And and I know perfection exists, but it just is ridiculous to me. It doesn't to, exist. It doesn't exist. <laughs> like, but you know what I mean? Like, those Instagram moms that have their shit together mm-hmm. with their organic, grass-fed, bullshit, granola crap that they feed their kids... I just don't, I don't, I don't believe it. I don't believe it. Well, I don't either because I, we know that momming is fucking hard. Yeah. I and, just. And, and we all are doing the best we can. I've know? been listening to Amy Poehler's book, Yes, Please, and it's old and it's outdated, but it's fucking hilarious. And it's not outdated, but it was just written a while ago. Yeah. But she was talking about our mommy culture of that, like, and she kind of talked about that, that woman on woman that we, not in the fun way, but <laughs> in that we need to not be so angry with each other and comparing ourselves. Judgy. Because, yeah. What's good for you may not be good for me. And that's okay. We can still like each other and we can still support each other right. as moms. Well, and I am more than willing to talk to any of those yes. granola, grass-fed yeah. moms that are out there that appear to be perfect. I'd like to know their secrets and yeah. I want to pick their brain and I'd like to think that I have experience in exactly. my own world and that I'd love to share. It's just a silly thing to compare yourself because what's good for me isn't going to be good for you. Right. And that's okay as moms. That's okay as people. Exactly. We are different people. Mm-hmm. Like part of what Jen and I connect with each other is her and I are very similar moms. We had very similar moms, and so we bonded together in the fact of our similarities. However, I still fully understand that Janet parents differently than I do. 
I trust her enough that she's going to parent my children. I have every faith and ounce in her to parent my children in a way that I would do it. But however, we are still different. Mm -hmm. And just because something works for me doesn't mean it works for her. And vice versa. Right. But I mean, there is mom guilt on so many different avenues. Social media has made this mom guilt a monster. I, I, well, we are comparing ourselves. Humans by natural, natural, mm-hmm. a natural. Yes, that natural yeah, process. <laughs> Humans by nature compare ourselves. Mm-hmm. I mean, we are visual things yes. and creatures where we are comparing ourselves and judging ourselves. Are we like a good batch? Are we a good mate? Are we going to be like, but good. used to you would compare yourself to. Your, your mom, neighbor, your neighbor, you, your yeah. sister, your yeah. cousin, your best friend. People you knew in your inner In your circle. community that were probably like you. So That were similar. raised like you, yes. that live in the same area yes. as you, within the same socioeconomic as you. Now we see things in people that aren't as, and not that we're not all equal people, blah, 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 but that make a hell of a lot more money than a first grade teacher. Yeah. You know, that... You know, or people who make a lot less money and make things work. Right. And make me feel guilty because I'm like, oh, crap. (laughs) You know, but and it's not even about that. But it just I think the window of the Internet and social media has made our our comparisons so much wider and broad. Right. That we can't be content with. Oh, yeah. My people that I want to be compared to and use my time around. This is who. But I mean. We also follow those moms because then it also makes us remember, like, it's okay that we're not them. Right. And it's fun to watch the pretty people and the fancy people and to watch, you know, their success as well. Right. Like, I like to see the moms who who are the Instagram moms that have the money, that have the nannies, that have the big houses, that have the handsome husbands, that have their shit together. I like to look at that. But then I also look at my life and I'm like, but my life is great. My life is my life. I like the ones that also then show the real life. Oh, my God. My favorite one to follow, her and her husband are photographers. And this is a crazy story. Talking about mom guilt, um, Her the, the story is ridiculous. So this mom that I follow on Instagram, she had a little girl. And it was done by a C-section. Mm-hmm. And so she got pregnant with a little boy and she decided to try for that V-back. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. She went in to have her son and she had to be induced mm-hmm. and labor was progressing. But all of a sudden, something went terribly wrong mm-hmm. and nurses and people started rushing in and stuff. And she said she she re- she explains it as that she felt this horrible jolt and saw her stomach do somersaults. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so they couldn't find her son's heartbeat anymore. So they rushed her in for an emergency C-section to mm-hmm. find out her uterus ruptured. And this perfect, beautiful baby boy was born, but he had been deprived of oxygen for 15 minutes. Ooh. So they didn't know what kind of effects that was going to be. He had spent mm-hmm. many, many months in the NICU. Um he came out, and he, they got an official diagnosis when he just turned two. He's got cerebral palsy. Mm. He's the cutest, most adorable little boy, but she struggles with having a child with special needs. Yeah. But what I love about her is that she is that artistic photo- photographer mom out there, but she also goes around and does Instagram stories mm-hmm. of her messy house because their shit's been busy. Because, you know, in the summertime, it's wedding season. Yeah. And she goes through and she talks about the realities of having a special needs child. Yeah. She talks about God. She talks about faith. She mm-hmm. talks about being mad at God. Yeah. She is so real that I love watching her stories. Yeah. Now, that is the type of moms that we need more yes, of. Not real. the picture perfect where you've taken 15 million photos mm-hmm. to pick the most perfect one to post on Instagram. Right. Because we're not all perfect. And we all do that. We all want our best foot forward. We all want to save face. And we're not saying that's a bad thing because I like posting my pretty kids on Instagram. Well, Granted, I put Photofy on all mine. It doesn't cool. really, you know work all the time because i have three kids and that's a lot of people to get to smile at once yeah our saint patrick's day photo this year by the way parker's crying yeah britain's usually crying in mine it's fine and valentine's day he was asleep hey he's a tired guy easter he was pissed off (laughs) like see i can keep going noticing a trend poor parker parker poor Um, poor parker 
I forgot where I was going. Sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. No, I got really excited about talking about my <laughs> your bad photos. Well, he also takes the muddy one. He's also my muddy oh, child. Yeah. Uh huh. It's always poor, poor Parker. Yeah. Like poor Petrie. By the way, you will hear me refer to my son as Petrie quite a bit. <laughs> oh, Parker. <laughs> Parker. Gotta say it right. My son was born with a Boston accent. It's amazing. I don't know where it came from. I don't know when it started, but he drives his car, and his name is Paka. I don't know what else he says. I don't know, but he calls you Vanessa. I am Vanessa. Mm-hmm. Both of them call me Vanessa. Mm-hmm. And Charlie. Mm-hmm. Charlie. I guess my, I don't want to say ending thoughts on mom guilt, because it's never going to end. Holy shit, we've been talking for 25 minutes. <laughs> is that a good thing or a bad thing? A good thing. I didn't think it was that long. No. No. I was uh, I like how this episode I'm like, whoa. It went way fast. And I'm always like this is going over so yet. Yeah. Um, anyway, I don't feel like guilt. I'm as funny this time around, but it's cool. Maybe I just feel oh, there's that guilt again. I was gonna say that's the, <laughs> this is a different kind of topic. Oh yeah. However it was dating. Which yeah, well, does it was play dating. into my mom guilt. Oh yeah. Go ahead. Know. Well no, it just plays into my mom guilt because I don't have my kids all the time. So I have a new kind of mom guilt that I never thought I would have. And that's the fact that I kind of enjoy my time without my kids. Right. And that's hard because sometimes it's easier. Like now that I'm on summer, I feel a little bit more guilty because I legit like can just sleep for two days. And that makes me feel guilty for a lot of reasons. But you are 24-7 mom. I know, but like you we don't all have are. a partner. No, but you don't have a co-parent or a partner in your house yeah for you to be able True. to check out for a second or two yeah like your two-day split mm-hmm. is like you it, it, it's like for parents that are still together mm-hmm. we get breaks intermittently like they're mixed in mm-hmm. you literally work solid yeah until you get your breaks so yeah. yours is like solid 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 then break time yeah and you got to look at it that way not True. not saying you shouldn't feel guilty because i get it yeah but i am proud of you because a year ago i don't think the idea of having the two days in a row out your kids mm-hmm. would have sat well with you. No. Like, I'm proud of the fact that you have grown to love and accept and yeah. understand how important those breaks that you weren't getting mm-hmm. when you were supposed to. Yeah. With DF mm-hmm. that you are getting now. Yeah. And it's making me feel like I am a better mom. By the way, Dick, it's DF stands for dick face. Um, I feel like I'm a better mom. When I get those breaks now, sometimes I also am like, oh, they're back because the second they come back, my house that was clean for two days, disaster. I hear mom 75,000 times. I yell, don't touch the cat or leave the cat alone. And new will be, don't touch the couch. Get off yes, the couch. Off don't be on the couch. Don't, don't eat on the keech. Don't drink over there. Keech, yeah, the, the keech. Don't jump on the keech. <laughs> oh, yes. The, no playing Mario on my new couch. Yeah, I'm getting a new couch tomorrow. <gasps> Super excited. It's beautiful. You know, my kids broke my couch about this time last year. And it wasn't like horribly broken, but I just like, well, I don't want a new couch because I'll just break it more. And yes, they broke it more. And I decided it was time to kind of change my space up again. Define your space. Yeah, so. Make it your own. Yeah, I'm excited. Vanessa's big on that. Yeah. You'll hear it a lot. Mm-hmm. But no, um. Dating and your mom guilt. Yeah, that's... But, and even just, like, the guilt of I, you know, slept in today, then went to the gym, didn't have... I didn't have to worry about my kids. Let's be honest, though. You still secretly are worrying about them. Oh, You're constantly yeah. worrying about mm-hmm. where they are. Are yeah. they safe? Are they sleeping? Who are they with? Like, when I was driving down here, I was listening to the end of the Amy Poehler book. I haven't finished it yet, but I was listening to a part where she was talking about her two boys and just... She sounded like such a better mom than me, but it's also her memoir. So, of course, you're going to put those good moments. And I know she has those crazy mom moments, too, like the rest of us. But it was it kind of made me tear up and not that I and it was that mom guilt of I don't know where my kids are. I have faith that their father's going to keep them as safe as he can in his ability. But do I always trust his ability? Probably not. Just like he probably doesn't always trust mine. Hence why we're not together. That's bullshit. He trusts, he overly trusts you. Yeah. Like, I think he, I don't he know anymore, but, um, okay, and so it's the hard, cat but bullshit, the cat bullshit is a fucking excuse. <laughs> okay. Well, it is what it is, 
But it just, it definitely hit me that it's hard to be away from them. But I also really enjoyed my day today. Yeah. You know, getting to, you know, clean out my house and get rid of some stuff and take that space back and hanging out with my sister, my oldest child, Kaylee, you know, and just enjoying time with her because I don't know how long that's always going to be able to happen because she's going to grow up more and get a job and maybe move away. I don't know. So I want to take advantage of those things. Kaylee, don't you dare. <laughs> um. And it was, you know, it was, it was a great day, but then it's still hard because that guilt of, I had a great day without my kids, Mm. you know, that brings me to my important thing about how I, I have a lot of mom guilt about mommy time, Mm. but I know you and I have talked extensively on how I feel my time is important. Mm -hmm. I won't lie. I get my nails done. I go every two weeks to get my nails done. I love it. I'm a nail biter otherwise. Mm -hmm. So to me, it keeps me from doing that thing. The other thing I do, I go and get massages. That doesn't mean that I don't feel bad about those, but I do understand that prioritizing myself is important. Mm -hmm. And I make those choices. But there's a lot of mom guilt associated with, well, I dropped my kids off at grandma's house and here I am going to get my nails done. But you then do go to work after that. I do. I I plan my days around the fact that I do go to clients' offices, so I'm already going to be away from my kids, which is a whole another kit and caboodle that we didn't really even touch on, the mom guilt of stay-at-home mom versus working mom. Mm-hmm. I am going to be bold and probably piss off some people, but I feel like... Working moms carry way, 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 way more mom guilt than stay-at-home moms. Probably. And I think that that's because for some reason we feel like we're, I mean, we're meant to be home with our kids 100% of the times. Now, stay-at-home moms have new pressures with, am I keeping my kids busy enough? Am I doing enough? Am I enriching them enough? Or am I busy enough? Like, there's there's a whole level of stay-at-home moms that definitely need to, that have their own mom guilt, but they don't have to leave their babies. Like mm-hmm. for stay for working moms, it's that's in hard. I mean, you touched on it with yeah. the eight weeks then mm-hmm. going back. And I think that that is massive. But I think moms who work carry that mom guilt with them the whole time they're working. That never goes away ever. No, but I do enjoy working. It's a nice break. <laughs> Even though I go and work with other people's children. Right. Like it's still like, a break from my own. Like I do have to say, like, you know, oh, that's the other thing is that we're in constant competition. Working moms versus stay at home moms. Yeah. Which I don't think any job's easier. I have mm-hmm. lots of respect for stay at home moms. Yeah. For the longest time I thought I could be one. Cause like you, my mom kind of worked, but then stayed home when my sisters were born. Mm-hmm. So I had a stay at home mom by the time I was like eight to ten and so i remember really good things about my stay-at-home mom yeah however like i forgot where i was going with this fuck that you thought you could be a stay-at-home mom. oh i had it in my head like i told zach that before we were gonna have kids that i wanted to stay home with them until they went to school i wanted to Mm -hmm. fucking 10 weeks under my maternity leave and i was like i can't do this shit yeah i can't I have a lot of respect for women who can stay with their kids. Like, I I won't say one is harder than the other because they're e- equally hard because yeah. momming is hard. Well, and I think we, you and I are working moms. Right. So it's hard yeah. for us to know fully how that feels. Now, I know you kind of had a longer experience of being... A stay-at-home, stay-at-home mom. mom. See, I see. I classify myself as classify myself as really weird. I say that I am a full time stay-at-home mom and I'm a part time working mom. Mm. So I'm I'm kind of an opposite in mm-hmm. some respects. I could see that. But I'm not gonna lie. The transition to the amount of hours because I I spend more hours at home with my kids than I do yeah. actually out at work. Doesn't mean I'm not working at home because I run three businesses. Yes. So I do a lot from home. You do. However. I I do spend more time at home with my kids. Mm-hmm. My main job is home with my kids. Yeah. So I do I do feel that. But I went back to work full time as a yeah. branch manager at a bank when December, when December was, was ten weeks old. Yeah. So she was still very little. Yeah. And so I do have that feel of working forty plus yeah. hours a week. But I do I I don't think we can't compare 
apples and oranges. No. And even like with me and my job being able to have the summer. Yeah. I get to kind of pretend like I'm a stay at home mom for like 10 weeks. I hate it. I love the freedom and I love being with my kids, but I'm so used to my schedule and especially your time and especially like since my divorce and the separation and sharing of my children, I've gotten really good at just having our routine down. Yeah. And that's hard. And that's also hard for my kids for the routine to change. Right. But it's also very nice to not have to get up at five in the morning. And I think your kids really enjoy having mom home. Yes, because even when they're with me, they also are with the babysitter. Right. You know, with the nanny during my work days. I'm not able to be with my kids the 63% of the time that I have them. We're not all so lucky. Like, I have to work. I have to be a full-time working single mom. Right. And there's a lot of guilt associated with mm-hmm. that because you're away from your kids. And there's guilt where on Tuesdays where I'm like, oh, I know that I should be like, oh, I should go home to my kids. It's, you know, four o'clock or three thirty. I haven't seen them and they're going with their dad tomorrow. I still sometimes don't want to go home right away. I don't blame you. I, I just got done teaching 26 first graders and I want to decompress a minute before I go back to my beautiful family that sometimes drives me crazy right it's not all sunshine and rainbows no that's one thing between jan and i you will find that like we are real about our parenting are we perfect no do we do some things pretty great yes but these kids are our kids and the way we parent is in our way so anything we say in any stretch of the means is not judgmental in Mm-mm. any way it's just what works for us because yeah, what's right for you may not be right for me and that's actually a rocket summer song, too. Do you parent one way doesn't mean it's better than the way I mm-hmm. choose to handle certain And I situations. also think, as we all know, we each have our things that we're better at, whether it's singing or dancing or our jobs or our passions for art or whatever. I think each parent has something that they're better at. Right. Even my ex, he's he has his great dad things that he does so much better than I do. But... That doesn't make either of us the better parent. No, it's not a fucking competition. Or just because you're better at something with your kids than I am, it doesn't make you a better parent, even though it's hard sometimes to not compare yourself to someone. Right. But we just have to know we all have our strengths and weaknesses, and that also plays into how we are as parents. Right. But that guilt is heavy. Do you know what's funny? That got me to what I was trying to get to, and I was like, how the hell are we going to get to this? But I, I got to it. My guilt thing that I had written down was having twins after December. Mm. But what what made me think of this is that I was really jealous of how you got Britain. Mm-hmm. I know that sounds weird because no. I've never actually said that to you, but I am jealous of that. Yeah. After It's hindsight. It's mm-hmm. hindsight because I didn't go into having the twins knowing I was yeah. going to have twins. No, exactly. But it, it was I was definitely jealous of the fact that you got that transition. Mm-hmm. And so – there's mom guilt associated with going from one kid to two kids. Yeah, versus one to three. Right. Because that's bad. Right. And it's not that it's bad and we love the twins, but that's... It was hard. That's hard. That's it was a, hard. It's kind of a slap in the face. Yeah. And, and, and as a twin mom, no judgment to anybody out there that's like, oh, I've always wanted twins. I mm-hmm. love twins. I think those people... Imagine a life of matchy-matchy outfits and perfectly behaved children. That's not real life at all. The sleep deprivation alone the first year could kill a person. Well, and Not to mention the pregnancy itself can kill a person. Women's bodies are not made to carry more than one pregnancy. It was terrifying. But that led to a lot of my mom guilt. I yeah. have so much mom guilt that I am carrying around when it comes to the twins versus December or even December in that scenario. Mm -hmm. Like I felt like once the twins came around that I didn't have enough time for December, that I wasn't as good of a mom. Like I, I, I'll admit I had postpartum depression Mm -hmm. that I never got handled. Yeah. That eventually went away on its own. Was it healthy? No, but I had Jana and poor Jana over in my corner going, talk to Moody, talk to Moody. (laughs) But I didn't. And now I regret it because I feel like the first year of my twin's life was a blur. Yeah. It and I think blur. most twin moms would say that. It was a blur of sleep schedules and pumping. This pumping. girl pumped for a year. I pumped for a year. 
And I, not that, not that I was afraid of formula because they got formula yeah. supplementation, but because it was cheaper, mm-hmm. it was cost effective, and I was feeding two at the mm-hmm. same time. And I got stubborn. I was extremely stubborn. I was going to do it because I breastfed December till she was 14 months old and it was beautiful and it was wonderful and it was a great experience. Again, mom guilt. I carry a lot of guilt that the fact that the twins were just so little and my nipples are big. I'll be real. My nipples are big. Well, I didn't say mine were small. No, but there was a fit issue that was actually told to me by the lactation well, consultant. Yeah, you had like tiny newborns. They were four pounds, and I have triple D boobs. So <laughs> I, you know, let's do the math there. And it's just, I have a lot of mom get that I carry around that the twins aren't getting the same. They, they didn't get the same experience as December got. And December, as a two-year-old, didn't get the best mom she possibly could when I had these two babies at the same time. And I, even now to this day, to the shit that I'm carrying around to my mom moment of the week this week, I don't feel like anything's fair for the twins because there's two of them. Things are harder. Preschool is harder. Activities are harder. Things are, like, it's just this all this guilt that I am carrying around that I created for myself because nobody's got a gun to my fucking head saying, here, keep your kids busy every day of the summer. Keep them entertained and, like, knowledgeably, ex- like, what am I trying to say? Engaged. We don't have to entertain our children all the time. No. And I have so much guilt on my shoulders about that shit. And I just, I don't know. Like, we talk a lot, we talked a lot about, like, negative guilt. But some of the best positive mom guilt I've ever got was when these secondary babies come in. Are they going to be loved as much? Are they going to, how are they going to fit in with my first? And for some reason... We just knew what to do. We talked mm-hmm. about how it's our sec, our subsequent babies just seamlessly fit into these lives and these puzzle pieces, mm-hmm. and they were beautiful and they were wonderful, which makes me want a fourth, which is what's sure. crazy. crazy. But I do. I feel like that puzzle piece is missing. Mm-hmm. And I know a lot of moms out there that don't feel like they're done feel that same way. But the moms out there who know they're done, they know you have a that feeling. Puzzle, it's complete. Yeah. But but it's bizarre to me to think that when you're pregnant with subsequent children, you're like, how on earth am I going to fit this in? How am I going to do this? And then when that baby's there, it just, boom, it fits. Now, as someone who's had three kids and I've only had singletons, I was scared with the second. That was, I was so deathly afraid. And it was a very natural transition to go from one to two for me. But I also didn't have postpartum. Yeah. I felt like I had it with my first, undone, not diagnosed. And then my second, I was just in a good place. My marriage was good. I felt great about myself. Things were going well. You didn't get sick. I wasn't as sick. Like, do you remember you got sick after Crosby? No, I got sick after Britain. <laughs> Did you? Was yeah. it Britain you were sick after? All of them. Oh. Set up a dural in the C-section. Mm-hmm. It was just so natural. And maybe it's because I scared the shit out of myself. So it was just like, it was hard. He didn't sleep or anything, but... Going to my third, I knew I was going to love this baby. I didn't have that same question because I already had to. So, of course. But I had the other fear of, I only have two hands. <laughs> and I didn't really want another baby. And my marriage is not great. And, uh-oh, my car may or may not fit three car seats. So, I think my heart was ready for another one because, obviously, like, that's what I, I knew once. I was scared to death, but I didn't want to get rid of the baby by any means right i wanted to have this baby but still scared shitless to have this baby but it was different and i know that that's unfair that you didn't get to feel those things but i think the mom guilt is the same yeah it's just different there's mom guilt no matter what i, I was gonna say there's mom guilt no matter yeah what. but and it definitely is harder to add that after your first going from one to two or one to three because you don't know you've never done it before right i think if you have a fourth mm-hmm you're going to have such a different feeling. Which is why I want a fourth. And I know that sounds so stupid because Zach's not on board for this. By the yeah. way, dear listeners, I don't I don't know if you ever will be. But I 
I want that experience because we went from one to three and it was like from one to juggling and my brain doesn't juggle real well. So it wasn't an easy transition by any stretch of the means. I think three is hard. I think three is fucking hard. But three to me is the transition from one to two. But I just have this extra like buy one, get one free child. And so I, I, I just want that experience. And I know that's selfish. That's a selfish reason to bring a baby into this world. But I want the experience that I've always envisioned because you know what I'm fucking older I am wiser I know what I want I know how I want things I know how to speak up I want to close out this baby making process with my choices because I felt like the last like as grateful as I am for the two pregnancies that I have for December and the twins they were out of my control Mm -hmm. and that's hard for me I'm a control freak. I'm OCD. I am the epitome of it. But maybe that's why they needed to happen that way. I know. But I just, I don't know why. I just feel like something's missing. And I feel really guilty about having that thought. Mm. I feel guilty because Zach, Zach's point as to why he doesn't want any more kids is that it's, he works a lot. Mm-hmm. I mean, he does four tens a week and he does get Fridays home with the kids. However, he doesn't feel like there's enough time for the kids we have for him. Yeah. Like he's stretched too thin. Plus, babies are hard for him. So I'm, I'm not naive to that. But I just I can't explain why I feel the way I feel and why I feel like we want a fourth. I also am smart enough to realize that my twins are going into preschool in August. Yep. And I don't want to start trying for a baby now. I want to start thinking about it maybe in January. Mm-hmm. Because... I think I might like the idea that the twins are gone. Yep. But I said that about potty training and I still feel this way. And I, I'm not, I'm not optimistic into thinking this feeling is going to go away, mm-hmm. but I can't, I can't force my opinion on my husband. And so no matter what, I have to be okay. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if I can be okay. And that's really well, hard. And that's guilty that's again. Gu- mm-hmm. Like all of it is I guilt. don't think we ever need to feel guilty for feeling that our you know, that things aren't, that we're feeling undone. Mm -hmm. I think sometimes it's hard because when it comes to family and children, it takes two parts to make that. And it could look different in many ways. And it doesn't mean you can't do it on your own. But in your situation, you're married. You have a partner that you're living this life with. You kind of have to be in it all together all the way. Right. Like, I feel like it's unless. Oops, because shit does happen. Right. And I feel like it's easier for me to fall in line with his opinion. So he's winning the argument than for him to fall in line with my argument. Because we can't go back from my argument. With Zach's argument, we can always go back from if he changes his mind. Yeah. And that's why I'm saying for now he doesn't want another one. I don't think he ever will. And I... I have to come to ter- ter- come to terms with that, and I have to mourn the idea of this vision that I've always pictured my life. Never to be say like. never, friend. I think I that know, I, know. I think that's something that we need to remember: is you can never say never, and you know, and you've done nothing permanent. No, and there's still and chances. neither has he. Yeah, but I just I don't know, I don't know. I have to. I don't. I, I knew. I knew I was done. That's this. And I don't a, regret it. This could be a good subject for one of our future podcasts where mm-hmm. we delve into this a little yeah. bit more about knowing you're done versus not done. Yeah. But I do. I, I don't feel done. But I think also along with that, I think we should delve into the fact of steps and situations on how to make yourself be done. Mm, like I could do yeah. research into it. That's a good idea. Because. Because think of those women who can't have another yeah that really wanted another the but their uterus ruptured right or they're not able to because of fertility issues or they got divorced or you know their husband died or something um no i think that's a good idea to look into because i'm sure there's some things that would help you if that happens you know to be that you guys can't aren't going to have another next time there you go I like how we come up with our subjects for our next podcast no that's how we have all of our great ideas together but yeah, either way, I feel like the twins are getting the short end of the stick because there were two of them. Yeah. So that's one of the mom guilt. But I feel like Georgie gets the short end of the stick because she was my third. I'm like, it's fine. Eat that Cheerio. I think it's from yesterday. You know, like. That's different. That's third kid problems. Like that's that's a totally different situation. I don't know if it's necessarily guilt or if it's just that we 
have experienced it because like you think about your first child your first child wasn't allowed to like eat touch do anything because we were so afraid yeah but then by the time the second child rolled around or in my case second and third child Mm -hmm. rolled around we were like you're gonna survive it's fine yeah like because we'd already been through certain things so we knew that newborn babies are fragile but they're not as fragile as one would be one (laughs) and i realized how easily i can fuck up a child just kidding (laughs) you (laughs) do not fuck up your children (laughs) but still just like granted we don't know that yet because (laughs) they're not at that point where that outcome has my dad did developed. tell me yeah. that our learning disabilities don't show up until later because <laughs> he <laughs> is that kind of fa- grandpa, papa. I'm like, whatever, dad, shut up. I love it. But yeah, I think mom guilt is something that sucks, but we have it. And I think it can. I think it's self-induced. A lot of times it's self-induced. Even we sometimes just have to remove ourselves. And right. we have to remember that we know what's best for our kids and that our kids are going to be okay. Right. Because um, it's up to us. Yeah, and I said that mom's fuck being a mom is so fucking hard that we need to just sometimes let it let things go and just do the best we can. Right. In that situation. And, and lean on our tribes. Yeah, and mm-hmm. learn and learn. Like <laughs> being a mom is a learning process and each one of our children is so different. True. You know, we both have three kids and each one of them is so different from the other. You know, and and then it's we like see crazy to have six different personality yeah. types in one. You know, and, and even the kids in the same family, like brothers and sisters, are so different than each other, and and that's what it's not easy. That and reminds just, me of the story today that I didn't tell you. So oh, your mom, your mom, no, 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 no? no, 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 no. Oh, okay. We were eating dinner, and Charlie wasn't eating. Uh huh. And so I told her if she wasn't going to eat, her choices were to either finish the dinner that was in front of her, uh-huh. or go spend the evening in her room. Uh huh. And so she left and Parker started crying. And I had said, my uh, my grandma comes on Thursdays. And so grandma had brought cake pops and things, treats from Starbucks. Mm -hmm. And so I had said that, you know, if Charlie chooses to go to her bedroom, I'm going to eat her chocolate cake pop. Parker started crying. And he looks at me and he goes, mommy, why did you send my best friend away? Oh, that's so sweet. <laughs> he goes, he goes, I don't want you to eat her chocolate. I was like, well, Charlie then needs to come back, little dude. But yeah, he, that's, that's talking about difference of personalities. Yeah. My feisty pants was like, yeah, fuck you. I'm out. Yeah. And Parker's like, no, friend. No, I need you. <laughs> and I, I want to say that if Parker got in trouble, Charlie would be like, can I have his? <laughs> I know. Charlie just be kidding. Like, this is mine. Thanks. <laughs> yeah. That's Char- just because her and Georgie are the same. Uh, Charlie definitely has that fuck you mentality. Mm-hmm. She's my feisty pants. She's going to be my hardest teenager. Yeah. I already call it. Mm-hmm. Parker is super sweet and sensitive and he takes care of everybody. He makes sure everybody has snacks, food, whatever, blah, blah, blah. Especially when it comes to Charlie. Charlie is his like little, they're like that. Aww. We talked a lot about how hard it was to have twins. Some of the things that are great about having twins is their bond. They are amazing. And it's great to watch the two of them together because they do work together and they do do things together. And it's amazing to see two different children, totally different personality types, work in that way. But talking about individuals, Charlie and Parker could not be more different. Right. They are night and day. Mm-hmm. Like, like I said, Charlie's that narcissist, fuck you, I'm going to eat your shit. And Parker's <laughs> like, here, have half of mine. Yeah. And that's just, that's just how they are. That's not how they are raised or anything. That was, that's who they are. And I have so much love and respect for that. But it makes momming them extremely yeah, hard. it does. Because one discipline mechanism doesn't work for the other mm-hmm. or for December. December is me. So parenting me is extremely hard, too. Yes. Agreed. So it's just it's like a multitude of things. But there's there's a lot when you're navigating different personality Mm -hmm. types and even navigating personality types in our adult life is just as hard. And that's why we want to teach our kids how to handle those situations. Yeah. By the way, we didn't discuss our drinks of choice. Oh, yes. Evening. I am drinking Malibu and Dr. Pepper. And I started the evening with rum chata and coffee because it's late and I needed to wake up and stay awake. However, after one massive drink of all of that, I wasn't really feeling it. So I switched to my ever so trusty Malibu and Sprite. There you go. 
So we're going to go ahead and transition on to our mom moments of the week. Because we were talking about mom guilt. I had some mom guilt moment of the week because my name change is official. I'm going back to my maiden name, which we won't say what it is, but going back to my maiden name. And there's some mom guilt with that because um, I'm not going to have the same last name as my children. But it's also a strong mommy thing for me because it's taking back me. Yeah. And that's also important. Yes, it's important for me to, you know, be connected to my kids, but they are my kids forever. It they doesn't share your DNA. Yeah, and <laughs> I and sharing a name isn't gonna be the end all be all, but no. because of being a teacher, it was very hard to hear that name all the time. So I'm excited to no longer have to hear it. I was gonna say, I don't think there's any situation where getting divorced would ever make you wanna keep that name. A lot of people keep their name. Really? A Even lot. in the situation yeah. where you were in and how your marriage yeah. ended? Mm-hmm. Really? Yeah. That's fascinating. Quite a Is few. it just because of the kids? kids? Yeah. And that makes me feel like a real shitty mom that I'm like, no, I'm good. I'm done. No, I... But see, there is so much more to that. I think that, like, you had to take back ownership of you. Yeah. Those... I never felt like I belonged with that group of people And it was, I was excited to be considered one of them because I loved my husband and then I loved having his his children and and his family became my family. But after things went down, it just didn't feel right. And I thought I was going to keep my name because it had been my name for almost 10 years and the kids' names. But it feels, it's definitely bittersweet to go back. But I think it's definitely going to help in the long run. But I think part of the journey of getting divorced is finding yourself. Yeah. And I think you had to take a step back to become the I Jana. I had to make a comeback. You were the Jana you were before. Yeah. And I think you're 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 not the same Jana you were before oh, you got married. No. Mm-mm. Even though you went back to that last name, it's not the no, same. However, is... you're redefining it. Yeah, exactly. But you're also redefining it in a space of sense of the, the last 10 years happened. You're not erasing mm-hmm. the fact that that happened. No, because I have those three babies. Right. And, like, they're yeah. going to constantly and be there. And forever, I will have to say formally known as on certain paperwork. Yes. And that's fine. Yeah. Like, you have to share that because that was your your credit reporting. Yeah. Name, you know. Exactly. But I do I do think that there's a lot of power in a name. Yeah. That brings me to the idea of naming your kids. Like mm-hmm. there's a lot of power in naming yeah. a name. Yeah. Like I and I think that you are controlling your power. Yeah. I think that's a beautiful mom moment of the week. Yeah. And then a funny mom moment that I had. So on my way here I had to get gas in my van, my minivan. So I'm like, oh, I need because to get. Because we used to be cool. Yeah, I had to get a Slurpee because you know it was already late and <gasps> you know it was hot. We and... had to stay awake. So I went in to get my Slurpee and I'm walking up and I have my two dollars, you know, out and I walk up and these young boys roll down the window like, hey, can we ask you something? I'm like, what? We're and I said it just like that. Beer. And they're like, can we ask you for a favor? I'm all, what? And they're like, yeah, we don't think you're gonna do it for us. I'm like, well, I'm gonna tell you this, friends. <laughs> I'm a mom of three and a teacher. Do you still want to ask me that question? And they look they look at me and they go, No, we're good. Uh, they I go were, I go They were gonna ask uh-huh. you for beer. Or cigarettes. But beer like beer's only at, at like seven eleven is three two, isn't no. it? They sell mm-hmm. for all Yeah. And so I'm like, Well, well make sure you make good time. choices and they're like, We always do and when I came back out, they were gone. So hopefully those boys made good choices <laughs> but i thought it was really funny that at first they're like oh she seems like she'd be cool and then i like saw like i started talking like never mind she's a teacher <laughs> oh fuck did she teach her week or did i said mama three first and a teacher and they were and they were old enough to drive so they're probably 16 maybe like 18 i'm assuming under 18 but it was pretty funny. So I was like, nice. <laughs> I love it. Yeah. So that was kind of a funny, like, weird mom moment where I was, like, thinking about, like, Your kids. if these were my boys, yeah. I would hope they would and have girl. said the same thing. You know, like, you know, probably shouldn't be doing this, you know, like, but I don't know. It was pretty funny. My mom moment of the week was Thursday's December goes to gymnastics. And... December has officially been in gymnastics for three years, probably next month. So a long time. She is about to level up because she is aging out of the group that she's in. And I 
had this realization watching her because I actually watched her today. Mm-hmm. Normally I fuck around on my phone. Mom guilt moment right there. Mm-hmm. I actually watched her today and there are certain skills that she doesn't do and I don't feel like she completes to the full of her like ability. She just half-asses them. And so it made me really start to question whether or not we should continue with the gymnastics. December has been saying for many, many, many years that she's been dying to do dance. And Mm -hmm. so she's about to start a dance camp at one of the dance schools here in the town that we live in. And I've asked her multiple times, the kid would like to do both. Now, I have to say something that, like, again, comes up with mom guilt. December was born with metatarsus adductus, which is a fancy way of saying she was born pigeon-toed. And the orthopedist that we actually met, met with had said that she suffered from a packaging error. So she ran out of room in my belly, which is probably why she made an appearance a full four and a half weeks early. But... She's pigeon-toed, so her coordination's not necessarily the best, and her feet aren't necessarily in the best shape. The kid had to do six months of casting and hard shoes. Actually, it was more than that. I think it was nine months of casting and hard shoes straight for that time period. And unfortunately, it doesn't officially correct the behavior, how certain things, her bones are laying better. Um, but it's not perfected. We meet with an orthopedist every year, and if her gait and her inward walk doesn't change by the time she's 10, the kid will have to have surgery, in which case they break the bones and relay them. I carry a lot of mom guilt for that one because she ran out of space in my uterus, not in any other stretch of the means. Nothing else happened. She was perfect, but her feet are um, faced inward. But she has been dying to do dance. And when you ask her, she wants to do both. And when I brought it up today about getting her into a dance class regularly versus gymnastics, she wanted to do it. Mm. Which led me to have the conversation with my kid, which I saw a Facebook meme today that made me feel bad again. (laughs) That said that, you know, after our kids perform in sports and things, we should tell them you did good versus saying you should do this to be better. Well, I had the you should do this to be better conversation with December only in the sense of she's going to level up and I'm afraid she's going to be behind and get discouraged and not want to do this anymore. We had the discussion about how keeping stiff arms forms like that and I I kind of could see on her face that I, I wasn't making her feel the best mm-hmm. and I think she's afraid of certain skills. And I don't want her to be afraid because when you're in gymnastics gym, that's where you're supposed to make those mistakes and to do those things. Mm -hmm. And I don't know how to tell my daughter, you're brave, you're beautiful, you're perfect, but just take this extra step without Mm -hmm. it sounding like, you did great, but, you know. And I'm carrying a lot of guilt for the fact of that I don't think she's ready for the next step. And she wants to keep doing it. And I'm also carrying a lot of guilt because – I'm afraid to put her into dance now. She's going to be six, and I think it's too late. No. Like, I'm so afraid of that. No. And so I'm wrestling with my mom moment of the week being like, do I put December in dance? Do I put her in gymnastics? Do I do both and then drive myself crazy because she's six? You know, I don't know. I it's just It's just a whole bunch of things. But I do think it's important that she's in one or the other, whether it's dance or gymnastics, because it's really good for her, her foot. Mm-hmm. Did she choose dance? Is that what you had said just a minute ago? The kid has been dying to dance yeah. for three years. No, I know. But that when you gave her the option. No, she wants both. Well, can you give her the option and she has to pick one? She wants both. She well, doesn't want to pick. Too bad. I know. And and it's hard because we left. What, we moved to the my grandma's house. We bought my grandma's house a year ago. And we moved to where we are now. From a place, from home, basically, where my husband and I went to high school, all of that. Our parents are there, that kind of thing. And it's only 45 minutes away, but we, the gym that December had been in was home. And we had good friends, and she trusted her coaches. She loved the group. She went with Jana's kids. It, it, it was, it was home. And then I ripped her from that and put her into this strange gym where she's trying to make friends. And these little girls out here are bitches. I'm not going to lie. Like, it's hard to make friends because some of these little girls are snots. Yeah. I feel like 
she's not on the same level as some of these girls who have been in this gym because the gym we're at now focuses more on skill set versus just having fun and practicing certain movements of your body. But that's also the level she's at because Crosby was at that level when we went to the gym in the other town. It's true. He just gave zero fucks as well. But he was so better at it than she is. And then I worry. Not really. I don't know. I worry that she doesn't, because she's me, that she doesn't know her body as well as, like, the other kids do. And so she can't manipulate it in certain ways because she doesn't, she's still kind of learning that, you know? But she'll get there. I know. And the shitty thing is, my kid's six. Why the fuck am I worrying about all this That's shit? That's why I say you let her decide. You say, mommy and daddy talked about this, because I know you and Zach have talked about this, yeah. that he wants her to pick one. Yeah. I, I'm i actually okay with her trying to do both for mm-hmm. a little while. Yeah. Because all of the dance academies and mm-hmm. schools here in this town are waitlisted. Oh, are they? Yeah. Mm. The thing she's starting in a few weeks is a summer camp. It's oh, okay. literally eight weeks. So it's well, eight one-hour sessions. Well, then that would be good for her to try both for the next eight weeks and kind of see. And you can get a feel as And mom. decide from there. Yeah. But I have to decide because of how fast classes go up. Mm. I have to look. And I have to decide where to put her if that's something she's going to want to do. And I can guarantee you that's something she wants to do. And I, the thing is, is that I think she'd be great at it. And I think that she naturally would just do it and be great at it. I think my worry is is that she hasn't been doing it for as long as some of these other girls. That doesn't matter. I mean, there's stories of gymnasts that didn't start till they were seven and then went to the Olympics at 12. Yeah. There's something to say that your daughter, how many Snapchats do I get of her dancing? I mean, I think it's something that you have the camp. Right. She's already enrolled in gymnastics. Just give it a try and then it'll give you a good chance to... Let her and you and Zach evaluate what she wants to do next. I agree. But that, I felt but like But once that, again, mom guilt. Mom, mom guilt. Mm-hmm. Mom guilt is overstressing about my kid's future when the kid's six. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Who on earth put it in my head that my kid has to do anything special or great? But, so that was our episode on mom guilt. Yeah. Life is fucking hard. So join us next time as we get drunk and talk shit. Bye. Thank <laughs> you.